buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny Episode 4. Today we're going to chat with Keith Garcia, make a prank call about 80% firearms, talk about training Lacey from noob to operator, and discuss a new product by BSF Barrels. Today we're here with Lacey Lane, Chad Heron from We Like Shooting. I'm, sorry, I'm Ava. What's my name? <laughs> Sean Heron. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the show. <laughs> Sean, why do you always have to be a brat? Why are you trying to sabotage my new show? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is my name's not Chad. <laughs> oh, I said Chad? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I think because that's Lacey's husband's <laughs> right. name, so I'm so used to saying Lacey and Chad. I was like, what does that mean that I get to slap Lacey? <laughs> hey, no. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was asking for a friend. I was going to say, first, you know, you make the video quality, quality really blurry. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have to just stop me in the middle of my introduction. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, how much worse? Well, I mean, uh, should we just continue with an introduction where you say the wrong names? Yeah. I think you should have just played that one out. <laughs> just go along with it. Jeez. I'm not going to. <laughs> is, got- it, is it so bad if you're going to be, you know, a mean alcoholic who, uh, oh. you know, no I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Easy, easy. <laughs> where did that go? So, guys, um, I have some really exciting news. Gun Funny has its first official sponsor, which happens. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it happens to be Huntac Gear. And let me just tell you guys a little bit about Huntac Gear. So they make hunting gear, like the chest rigs, they're really well known for. Uh, AR parts, such as, uh, Sean, where's your, where's your handguard? And your, your upper. So they make AR parts, such as this handguard the foregrip, the upper, and then they also sell top quality AR-15 and AR-10 parts to give customers the best products to make custom ARs, which they will actually be releasing a complete upper soon. Don't point it at the, no, I I mean, don't point it at Keith. No. (laughs) So, um, what's their website? It's huntatgear.com. And they actually, Keith, they actually are uh, pretty close to you. They're in California. And I was just notified this morning that they're going to make California compliant rifles. So you're in luck. Oh, I don't use that crap. (laughs) (laughs) I would be so far behind in every competition. Come on. Is is that because, is that why you're a police officer? So that you don't have to use that stuff? Right, I around the laws. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's They don't apply to me right now. (laughs) Perfect. So, So, yeah, so thank you, Huntac Gear. Um, They can be found at huntacgear.com. And uh, in future shows, we're going to go more into detail on what they sell. And, um, and, I mean, but I'm really happy to have a company, you know, family-owned and operated. Everything's U.S. made. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy to have their support. And I'm happy that a company that makes such, you know, quality products, um, you know, I could actually, you know, I could stand by and, and be honest about. So Yeah, they're really cool. And also, I will say that I think his job, his part-time job is just giving me shit on Instagram. Yeah, that's why I like him. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Yeah, so uh, that's why, that was the first thing that I started liking about him. And then I looked into his products and then I was like, wow, yeah. he's just great all around. Yeah, all right, cool. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, Jake. No, but they are pretty cool. Uh, we've talked about their products before too. So I, I do like them. Uh, I love this upper. That's cool. Yep. Oh, I just so, found the webpage. Yeah, they got some cool stuff here. 
Yeah, and the guy's just really nice. Um, Jake, he's really nice. So they're really, they're fun to, to deal with. Um, I've ordered quite a few parts from them, and yeah, it's, they're a good company. All right, Sean, shall we deconstruct the industry? Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Keith, that intro is all for you. Wow. So I'm like the deep throat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what we heard about you. I mean, that's why why I'm sitting in the shadows. Exactly. (laughs) Hold on. This will help. There you go. Much better. Hey, at least you're not blurry. I don't even know why I bother putting makeup on today. Wait a second. Turn it off. Turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) No, you look, it looks good. So um, for people who don't know you, just, uh, just kind of, you know, in a few sentences, describe yourself. Well, thank you, Gun Funny Crew, for having me on. My name is Keith Garcia. I'm a police officer in California. Uh, I've been uh, doing that job for about 25 years. I'm a professional three-gun shooter and uh, instructor. teach three-gun classes as well as teaching uh, police and military classes. And uh, travel all over the country doing that and have a good time doing it and get to meet nice people like you. Aw, thanks. See, that was, that was directed to me. No, right? he's talking to me, actually, I'm sure. <laughs> Sean, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Keith. Thank you. Whatever. Um, so who is it that you are currently shooting for? What shooting team are you? Uh, the captain of the American Trigger Corporation shooting team, which is commonly known as AR Gold Triggers. And wow. we have a three-person team, myself, Kalani Laker, and Rick Birdsall. Nice. And we met them in SHOT Show, um, in our last SHOT Show. We met all of them. Yes, we did. And it was, it, we had a great time. We sat on the stairs. We smelled each other's socks. It was just a, it was a, it was a party. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a uh, an interesting interview. Uh, one of the, the outside the box interviews, and I like that because it's uh, it's good to know that you can say or do anything on yeah. a podcast. Oh yeah. yeah, that's why I became my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold down a job to save my life. <laughs> um, so why did you? What made you choose to uh, to shoot for their team? Well, ATC is a great company. They're uh, located in Texas, and they've been uh, in the gun industry, really pushing the triggers out there since about 2008. And the, the, the trigger to me is something that it's the heart and soul of a gun. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it isn't a good trigger, it's really hard to shoot uh, fast and accurately. And their triggers not only are really light and crisp, but they uh, last forever. It seems like uh, I've got my original one for, that I got in 2008 that I bought at the Nationals, and it's still in a gun, still working. So that kind of quality and longevity is pretty rare in a product, and the people who run the company are just, just Ronan and Paris Coleman are just solid guys. We love working with them and uh, being part of that team. So being captain of the shooting team, what does that entail? Because you've been, you've been captain – um, you know, with previous shooting teams and did I also read that you're, you're, uh, like the head leader of the SWAT team? Uh, I, I used to, uh, for 15 years, I was the, uh, the, uh, point man or, or the uh, SWAT team leader for my department. I've uh, since, uh, uh, given that duty to, to younger, uh, more handsome guys. Uh, <laughs> do you but, have their number? <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll put up some pictures later. Okay. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, there's a point where that stuff goes away. You got to kind of step back and uh, let other people do it. But uh, in terms of running a shooting team, kind of my perspective on it is this. 
Uh, if you look at the amount of competitions we have in the country, everybody has to go to the South. Everybody has to go to the East Coast and the South to shoot because the, there's a ton of matches down there. So what I try and do is, is get guys who are good quality guys, good ambassadors, can talk, uh, like to get out there and talk about the product, like to do podcasts, like to do interviews, like to write stories, and are good shooters, but not necessarily from – the South, they're from other geographic areas because if we can represent the brand in California and Arizona and Michigan, we all go to the South to shoot. So everybody sees us there. And we talk to everybody. I know everybody, you know, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, South Carolina, we're all going there to shoot all the time. And we're going to Texas. So if we could get guys from outside those areas who are good representatives, uh, who can, you know, show people where they're at, uh, the products, uh, then it's, it's a good mix of, of quality shooters, people who can do good interviews, and geographic location. So, Keith, uh, sorry to interrupt here, Ava, but uh, on Gun Funny, this is called Deconstructing the Industry, and I feel the need uh, to not be like other interviews. Uh, when, not, when I hear discrepancies, I'm going to call them out and ask the hard questions. Uh, you said it was very important to have really good people on your shooting team, yet earlier you said that Rick Birdsall was a member of the team. Uh, I find this in direct conflict to what you said. Uh, please explain. All right, so there, there. All right, so there's going to be an asterisk, right? So okay. This is, there becomes a time when you have a charity, a case like Rick, where you 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 get him, you get him out of a foster home, you, mm -hmm. you put a gun in his hand, mm -hmm. you send him out on the mean streets of Detroit to develop some skills, mm -hmm. and at some point he uh, he he becomes a man. Right. We're still waiting for that time, but yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to raise him. We're trying to point him in the right direction. Uh, I think he's coming along. Uh, he still acts out on the internet. You know, he still has a voice in the shooting forums that, that we're trying to temper, but Kalani and I are really, you know, we're just, we're, we're kind of like his two fathers, right? right? One of those creepy, <laughs> creepy shows from the eighties, you know, or nineties. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're working on them though. But, uh, okay. you know, all in all, uh, I think he'll grow some more okay. and, uh, well, both, both, both in height and in, in spirit. Uh, I was going to say, I don't, I think he's done growing in height and, he's uh, probably, yeah, yeah. I think he's growing the other way. <laughs> he's actually, if you could set him straight, because I actually had to delete him from my Snapchat recently. So, but that's, oh, no. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Yeah, if you just, could just send them yeah. straight. Yeah, send some screenshots, and that's usually what people do. I get an inbox. Oh, I'm about to send screenshots all over my Instagram and make it public. No. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, we're trying to, he's trying to grow both in height and, and in, in content. Can, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're working on him. But he's a hell of a shooter and a, and a funny guy, too. Funny yeah, guy. yeah. Great guy at a party. Have you seen him do the worm? No. No, actually. I've only seen you. his, uh, whatchamacallit. <laughs> I will send you a video. Actually, I will do it while we're while we're on the air. Perfect. Of Rick doing the worm because I do have a cell phone number for you. So I'm going to find this video as we're talking because it's pretty impressive for a man his size. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't think so. He it's was... not just like you know, kind of like a, a seesaw. No, no, no. It's, just wait. You're going to be impressed. I'm telling you. All right, amazing. Oh, here it is. It's only eight seconds. Maybe you can link it. If you and, could just um, hold it up to your camera. Oh, okay. Hold on. You know what? We can put it right on the air here then, right? Oh, this is good. Rick's going to hate me. Good. No, it's perfect because so I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then we're all happy. Okay, so Rick's going to be the one on your, I think it's going to be your right. All right. So tell me, when, tell me when it's a good spot there. All right. That's, okay. that was good. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Wow. wow. That, that is pretty impressive. Right? I this know. was in Vegas in the hallway during SHOT Show. We were having races down the hallway. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like Rick Birdsall, I mean, I couldn't believe it. He popped out some skill there. I that just, was, I feel like we're cool. making fun of the special ed kids right now. I feel really, like I've been doing Vegas helmet. all wrong. 
I know. We've only well, we've only done like topless pool parties I and know. strip clubs and we've never done a worm down the hallway. Yeah. yeah. We're totally doing well, that. I have the clothing optional worm races here in a minute if you want to see that. <laughs> Rick, what do you think is the biggest issue going on in the three gun world these well, days? Well, I gotta call you on that one, Chad, because my name's not Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone well, is just kidding. Well, my name's not Chad. <laughs> and your name's not Christina, so <laughs> Or Rick. Uh, Keith, what do you think is the biggest issue with the three-gun world these days? You know, what's funny is, uh, you know, we we're all real happy, obviously, that uh, Hillary Clinton didn't get elected. We were pretty, pretty stoked about that. And in terms of selling product, uh, I think gun sales has gone down as a result of, of, of her not being in office. So that was one thing that kind of – sponsorship has tightened up a little bit. Uh there's so many matches now that, you know, everybody's looking to get sponsorship uh, for matches and their shooters looking to get sponsorship. Uh, but there's so many matches now. When I started, you would have maybe eight to 10, 12 good three gun matches across the country during the whole year. Now there's that many every month. So it's kind of, it's, it's like, wow, where, where do you go shoot? Where do you, where do sponsors spend their money? Do they want to sponsor shooters? Do they want to sponsor matches? Do they want to do both? And how much, can you actually do so i've got some of my sponsor longtime sponsors who are pulling back from sponsoring me from sponsoring matches just because there's there they can sell all the product they want because there's so many people coming into shooting that they don't need to put a lot of product out there free product uh and they've been doing it for a long time and i understand it from a business perspective but i just think there's so many shooters now and so many matches it's kind of a kind of hard to uh really uh, for, for the new people coming in to say hey i want to get sponsored and then the new matches popping up hey we need sponsorship and then the, the industry really can't support all of it so that the, to me that's the, the biggest issue i see in, in three gun right now so keith um can you make a living being a sponsored shooter with that there's said. A, you know, there, well, there's a few of us who, who could, I think. Uh, I, I make probably about as much money in my, my, my side job basically teaching and uh, uh, actually if you include teaching and the sponsorship stuff, I make more in my side job than I do uh, at work and my cop job, uh, which you know, there, there's, there's probably about a half a dozen uh, guys who do that in three gun who, who actually have, you know, full-time jobs doing industry work. And, and you'll see people who work for a company and then they shoot as well, which is very cool. And then you got the guys with the AMU, which is their full-time job, but most of the time, no. You're, you're not going to make enough money to, to support your family, to buy insurance and do all that. Uh, most people, you know, 99% of people are going to have a regular job and then they're going to do this on the side because they love it. How did you get started doing the three gun? Was it? So, yeah, back to the SWAT stuff. We were doing SWAT competitions where you had to do six gun competitions and, um, uh, it was fun, but you'd run like a mile and you'd climb a fence and then you'd shoot one round and then you'd run another mile and you'd climb a fence and you'd shoot another round. And it, that was, you know, it was, I thought it was really cool at the time. And then I went to a, like a, a regular match where you didn't have to run and you got to shoot like a lot of rounds. And I thought enough of that SWAT stuff. That's no fun at all. And, uh, so back in 2004, I said, you know, uh, I shoot six guns, so this three-gun thing is going to be easy, right? Uh, so I went up to Reno to the national championships, and it was a real tough match. Really, it was windy, and the targets were a long ways away, and I did horrible. And it was like one of those things where you're like, wow, uh, this, this is not easy. And I watched some guys, like Mike Voigt, Taren Butler, Benny Cooley, shoot, and I thought, they're really good and they know they've got the stuff figured out and I knew I could do better. Uh, so I went back, I trained, uh, you know, shot local matches until 2008 where I went to the nationals and I think I finished like 150th in 2004. I went to the nationals in 2008 and finished second. So I knew I could do it if I trained and got the right, um, gear and I did. And then ever since then I've been uh, shooting it and, uh, really enjoying it and doing well. 
Very nice. What is your personal biggest challenge in shooting, uh, in competition shooting? Hmm. Personal biggest challenge. Well, I had knee surgery a couple years ago, and uh, so I got to be real careful with, uh, with with what I do, where I step, you know, how hard I jump on the ground and get up. Because if one wrong move and then it swells up, and, and uh, then I'm moving about 50% of real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that to me is my own personal challenge. Other than that, I think um, what I try and stress to people is, is just shooting the sights. Uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're going too fast or you're not seeing the sights on the target, uh, you're going to end up with penalties, and that's the biggest deal. So I try and stress to myself and to the people who are, uh, who are my students, hey, shoot the sights. Just That's as fast as you're going to shoot. That's as, Literally, you can't shoot any faster than that. If you try and go beyond that speed, then you're going to end up missing and have to shoot more shots or, or wind up with penalties. So in terms of a challenge of, of what I try and tell myself is when – with respect to target size and distance, when the sight's on the target, that's the only time the gun can go off. If if you need to, you need to understand it and know what that looks like. And once you're there, then if you stay in that line about 98% of your, your real-time speed, you'll have a great match. Come out penalty-free and uh, be successful. As soon as you step over that line and get to that 101%, that's when everything falls apart. So just to dig a little bit deeper on that question, when we talk about, you know, the difficulty behind it, is it like, is it travel? Is it, is it practice? Uh, you know, how much of those things do you do and how much do they actually affect your, your everyday life and, and uh, your competition performances as well? So what I did, uh, yeah, tra- uh, travel is, is, is kind of a pain. You get used to it, traveling with three guns, ammo, you know, going, you know, getting your, your flight, your rental car, your hotel, figuring out where the range is at, getting time off work. Yeah, that's, it's, that is a burden. Um, luckily I've been doing my job a long time. So I have Friday, Saturday, Sundays off now. And, uh, I don't have to take a lot of time off. I can, I can take, I can travel on a a Thursday night and then uh, come back late Sunday and and still get to work and stuff. So it works out pretty well. Uh, but in terms of practice, and that is a big deal. That's a good question. Um, what I did was I like, I shoot live fire one time a week. Uh, I go off the range on the weekend when I'm not shooting matches. And what I want to do in that live fire is confirm what I'm doing in dry fire is actually working. So I developed a uh, about a 15 to 20 minute routine each night with all three guns. And it, it incorporates dry fire, basically. And I'm going to dry fire each gun and transition to the other gun in, in six different, uh, uh, basically six different setups that I have. It takes me about 15 to 20 minutes to do it. But then I'm done. And I actually improve. I'm, I'm, I'm not only dry firing, I'm loading the pistol, shotgun, and rifle, and I'm transitioning between all three guns. And I do it all in, in 15 to 20 minutes. You know, but I need to do that every night because it's a perishable skill, and there's a lot of little things that go on with having those drills done correctly. And if you do them every night, and then you go to the range and just set up a couple of those drills, you'll see you improve because you're so much mechanically better and more efficient. All right. Nice. Love it. So changing the subject a little bit, um, Lacey, you were doing some research on Keith last night, and uh, we we found some interesting (laughs) videos, but we're not going to go into that. Nope. Um, But what did you find, Lacey? Um, Actually, I was really interested in um, the stage burner product that one of your students invented. It looked really awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, it it is really awesome, honestly, and... uh, when, when Michael was developing that product, he sent it to me a few different iterations of it, and I, I, it lent some input into how efficient it would be, how effective it would be. And uh, it, it is really, really cool if you're going to load a couple extra rounds right off the beep uh, to start a stage. 
the, the only fallout after that is that, that some people, uh, and this is a, a problem with the gun industry, more or less, you know, people being haters and saying, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's, that's too efficient. We, we're going to make you shoot an open or, you know, we're not going to allow it at all. And which I think is really unfortunate. Um, it, the product should be, uh, everybody should have one on the gun. Uh, it's really cool. It's the fastest way to get a couple rounds of that gun at the start. And, uh, you know, if you're not shooting open, you need extra rounds. And bottom line is it, it's usually effective to have a couple extra rounds in your gun. So right. to me, it was, it was, it was great. We did a video, you know, it got, you know, half a million views and, and, uh, a lot of interest. And then people, you know, gun, some of the mass directors started coming on saying, Hey, you know, we're not gonna allow you to use that. You're gonna have to shoot open division. And, uh, I thought that was, that wasn't very cool to be honest with you because uh, yeah. Mike's a good guy. Okay. He, you know, he spent a lot of his own money putting this thing together and, uh, it's a great product. Uh, yeah. I'm going to use it where I can. Uh, and then, you know, when they say I can't, I won't, but I definitely support it. And I think it's a, a really, really cool product. I agree. Where can they find it? If they're, if anyone's Stage, interested in purchasing it. Yeah stageburner.com and uh he's got uh, models for what the benelli m2 now um working on one for the browning a5 has uh fn slp uh remington versa max and the jam pro awesome uh the jam pro hey uh what what guns do you shoot in three gun so right now, uh, my handgun is made by Akai Custom Guns in Florida. Shea Akai makes some really cool uh, custom 2011s. Mine's in 9mm. It's called the Deplorable. And uh, it's got a 5-inch barrel. It's hard-chromed. Um, it shoots like a dream. It's stroked, so it has it shoots super flat. Um, gun hardly moves off the target while I'm shooting. Uh, very reliable. Holds uh, 24 rounds at the start of the stage, so cannot complain about that. Uh, super accurate as well. For rifles, uh, Terran Tactical Innovation uh, put together a really cool lightweight AR-15 for me. Uh, has a American Trigger Corporation AR Gold Trigger in it. Um, proof barrel, uh, UM Tactical Comp, their Rage Comp, which is raging. Uh, Magpul Furniture, uh, Swarovski Scope uh, with a Warren Scope Mount, which is just awesome. Uh, and then for the shotgun, I run a Benelli M2, also uh, modified by Turner Tactical Innovation. Cool. Very cool. Hey, uh, to get back to the stage burner real quick, uh, what'd you think of the video that Dave Hartman did making fun of you? Dave is a tool, and uh, yeah, I hope he gets herpes soon. <laughs> all right, we're all on the same page. <laughs> and again, that's uh, Dave Hartman from the Three Gun Show. Great podcast. Yeah, Dave, Dave's a good dude, and, I, and that was funny. It was great, honestly. I thought I shared it because I thought it was that was awesome. Uh, you know, Dave has his trials and tribulations. Uh, I usually look on the high lady. Um, you know, on, on scores, I look for high lady, then down about twenty percent, and I'll yeah. find Dave. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, again, I feel like we're making fun of the special ed kids, but poor Dave. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> poor Dave. Poor Rick. Not really. No, not even a little bit. Don't feel sorry for either one of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps everything up. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to tell us or anything that you think we should have asked and we didn't? Uh, well, I mean, just say this. Good luck with the show. And I think this is awesome. And uh, you guys do a great job. The first three episodes were very cool. And I hope I was able to add a little something to this. Uh, if anybody's interested in doing any three-gun training, I do three-gun classes all over the country. Usually I look for somebody to host uh, an event at a range. And then we talk about particulars. So if anybody's interested in doing a three-gun course, uh, hit me up on Facebook, uh, Keith Garcia, and send me a direct message and um, and some nudes. And that way we can work something out. All right. I'll we, be should, <laughs> we should have him come out here. That'd be cool. I have a range. 
There you go. Oh, Look at that. That would be perfect. All yeah. right. I'll have my people call you. Yeah, and, and I'll slide into your DMs later, Keith. <laughs> nice. Well, it won't be the first time. Well, no, it, it would be the first time today. <laughs> today, yes. I don't good. think it. No, I saw you on your phone earlier, Sean. Just stop lying. Forget okay? about it. No lying allowed on this show. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me on. All right. Talk soon, Keith. Thank Take you. Care. All right. Uh, so next, uh, we're going to talk about a prank call that I did. Yes, we are. Do you want to play that? Yes, I do. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. All right, so does this need any introduction here? <laughs> Not usually. <laughs> uh, here's some. Yeah, I mean, so I, I decided to do a prank call uh, concerning the 80% firearms. And basically, I was trying to act like I was paranoid, you know, like a paranoid conspiracy theorist. And um, and I was trying to become, you know, I, I didn't want to become, or I didn't want to be detected by the government. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so here, here goes... The prank call. Yeah, hi. I um, I was wondering about the eighty eighty percent uh, firearms, and uh, I just I was watching my favorite YouTube video, the uh, Nothing Fancy, um, and it said that the eighty percent um, they're undetectable. So, because I don't want the government to know anything, and I was wondering how do I turn my gun into an eighty percenter. Okay, so basically, I have I watched the YouTube videos on the eighty percent of firearms, and I want to go undetected so that the government doesn't know I have a gun. So how do I turn my gun into an eighty percent? Okay, you can't turn one into eighty percent. What they're talking about is you're buying a receiver that is partially done, and then you have to build it up. You have to find a machinist that will cut it for you the way that needs to be cut. But just so you know, the feds have outlawed that. You have to apply for a permit to do it. And I don't know of anybody that does that anymore. Okay, so, so even if I scratch the serial numbers off my gun, it doesn't turn that into an 80%? Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Did I just hear some beeps? Are you recording this right now? No. Okay. I, I just, uh, like I said, I just don't want, I don't want the... What you're asking to do is illegal. I was a public defender for 28 years, and I would advise you not to do what you're trying to do. Well, let's just, I just want to keep the government, you know, out of my business. Well, I'm not... I know, but that's not the way to do it. You don't want to, you don't want to break any federal laws or state laws while you're doing it. So how would you recommend... So people, people can recommend doing things on the internet, but... It's not always the right way? No, I definitely, I wouldn't last in prison, that's for sure. I don't want to go to prison. Yeah, no, I would, I would scratch that either. Okay, so, so don't get the 80 percent. So there's no way that I could turn my gun into an 80 percent. No, and if you do things to serial number, that's both a state and federal crime. Okay, well, what if I just cut off, like, half the, the handle or something? You can't do that. 
Okay. Okay. So what, you're, what you're saying is illegal. And there's a lot of things that people do on the internet that are illegal. They can take their chances, but do you really want to? I just don't understand. If it's illegal, why do they post it on the internet? Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, your honesty and keeping me out of yeah, jail because I. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that because I just, I, I honestly, I would not last a day in jail. <laughs> yeah, it's not something you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, thank you. Have a nice day. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the audience enjoys it. <clears throat> All right, so. All right, the audience wow. just needs to yeah. calm down. Simmer down now, guys. You're just freaking out. You're making us all uncomfortable up here. the audience, did they smoke that marijuana? <laughs> I think they had two or three marijuanas. <laughs> uh, I will say that he did give a little bit of misinformation. The feds have indeed not outlawed 80%. And uh, I think maybe what he was talking like about the build parties that people used to do. Uh, but once again, great customer service. Didn't want you to get in trouble. Didn't want to report you, even though you thought you heard some beeps and then he might be recording you. And uh, it just, it didn't happen. So uh, again, great customer service. A uh, little bit of misinformation, but maybe that was just a communication issue because he I couldn't think, hear you. I think he probably tried to misinform me because I sounded like I was crazy. Uh, that, because I know that when people call me and they ask stupid questions... I just tell them, you know, it's not available or it no longer exists. Because <laughs> I'm like, you guys should not have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the prank calls, always awesome, always amazing. So, guys, I'm going to be starting a new segment. Well, Lacey and I will be starting a new segment. Um, you guys don't really know that much about Lacey because she just joined us uh, last episode. But basically, she's my best friend. What's up, guys? And... Uh, <laughs> And so even though she's my best friend, she's not very, the one thing that's missing, we have a great relationship. Yeah. Sorry, Lacey. <laughs> right. That is, it is a record scratcher. It for kind sure. of is. Yeah. So, you know, I talk about my guns. She always, she, always, she cooks, she's such an amazing cook. So I go over there all the time for dinner because I live by myself. I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't have a husband. So she always has me over for dinner, and a lot of times I find myself talking about guns, and uh, Lacey can't really join in, and I think I bore her. A little bit once in a while. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just <laughs> sugarcoat it a little bit uh, more. I'm bored right now. Well, I mean, it's kind of like when I try to talk to you about cooking. <laughs> You're like, saute, and she's like, but I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> so we've decided that I'm going to train Lacey. I'm going to take her from noob to operator. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Yay. Wait, hold on. I've got a I've got sound for this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, my nice. So, Thanks, Sean, for all the well, faith you okay, have in me. Well, okay, like operator, though? Like, she's, she's going to operate? All right, operate. she's not going to be an operator, okay. but she is going to. I'm going to train her so well um, that, I mean... Yeah, I'm going to take her from noob to basically people are going to take her serious. Noob to baller. Yeah. Basically. You never know. It could be like second nature to me, Sean. That's actually true. Or it could just be the instructor who's really great. And, Duh. you know. All right. That, and as you guys fair. know, so one of the classes that I teach is a bullseye guarantee. And I can take an, a person who's never shot before and give me an hour with them and I will have them shooting bullseyes. So I, I seen it. Yeah, so I'm not really afraid to, you know, I could definitely get Lacey there. But I thought that it would be kind of cool to document the process and 
see how, you know, because Lacey, she does own a gun, which she bought from me. Well, her husband bought it for her. Um, Two Christmases ago? Yeah. That's actually when we started, because Lacey and I, we went to high school, or we went to school together. Middle and high school? Yeah. Sixth grade. We weren't really friends then. I was popular. She was kind of a nerd. Which doesn't make sense, because now she's the nerd. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Well... (laughs) And so the claws have come out, folks. It's a full-on cat fight here on Gun Funny. <laughs> so we didn't really, we weren't best friends, but then her husband bought a gun for me, and then they kept asking me to have dinner with them, and I thought for sure they were trying to have a threesome. <laughs> Turns out they weren't. But yeah, that's how we became best friends for the last couple of years. So nice. Lacey does have a gun, but have you ever even shot your gun? I've shot my gun probably three times. Okay. Yeah. So she's pretty, she's definitely kind of a beginner. But we're going to document the pro- process, and hopefully if you guys are looking into getting involved in firearms, or maybe you want your wife to you know, start shooting, um, take up shooting the sport, not shooting at you, of course, hopefully this <laughs> whole segment sort of shows you exactly the necessary steps that you should take in order to get started. So the first thing that we're going to do is I'm going to have Lacey take one of my classes. In this case, I would recommend the basic pistol class. And most most uh, classes that you that are basic pistol, it's not necessary. You don't need a gun. In fact, I recommend don't go out and buy a gun. Take the class first. And any decent instructor you know, should have some guns that you could borrow or the range will rent out guns. But you definitely don't want to make such a large purchase before you take the class because usually after you take the class, it'll it'll help uh, help you kind of make that decision on what gun would be uh, most suitable for you. So, so yeah, Lacey, my, uh, I'm going to have you take the class, basic pistol class, and then we're going to go from there. And we'll post videos of it and her shooting for the first time in my class as you know can I just say that I think my husband is actually going to thank you for this one I know he doesn't thank you very often for much of anything yeah and he he doesn't really like me being friends with Lacey he thinks I'm a bad influence (laughs) he hates that I don't (laughs) carry since I have my permit um but the reason I don't carry is because I don't feel comfortable enough to carry so I think this will be good for me and I think he'll actually thank you in the end I think this is really cool actually uh I'm always interested in these kind of growth stories, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. <laughs> Sean said growth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And of course I guess, he's interested in growth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Just, let's they, just, they have searches on the internet for that, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So I wanted to discuss this new barrel that I got from BSF Barrels. Uh, here it is, which... Oh, look, the screen isn't as... Oh, no, it is. He just covered it up with the good screen. Oh, I did. Okay. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't do my makeup fuzzy. for, you know. <laughs> so I got this barrel, and basically um, it looks awesome, but... It's definitely different than most barrels out there. For one, it's wrapped in carbon fiber. It has little holes in the carbon fiber. Um, The weight isn't, actually, it's not too bad. Um, But, yeah, uh, other than that, I have not shot it. It retails, depending on the caliber, from $450 to $650. So it is a little bit more pricey than most barrels out there. But um, once I was reading up on it, it kind of makes sense. Sean, do you want to talk about 
Yeah, actually. So I do have a proof research carbon fiber barrel. Um, this is a what rifle length? It looks like <laughs> rifle length gas system to me. Uh, so my proof research barrel, basically what they do is they turn the barrel down and then they put it, they sleeve it in carbon fiber directly over that. And carbon fi fiber is great just because basically it really uh, pulls heat away. Carbon fiber does not conduct heat. Uh, and, it, you know, they end up being a cooler barrel in a lighter package. That's the big thing is just the, the weight savings are absolutely phenomenal with carbon fiber barrels. So what BSF did is they... Let's see, this is a one and eight twist, 18 inch stainless steel, two, two, three wieldy. Uh, what they did is they actually have the carbon fiber, but they sleeve it differently. They actually put it under tension, which actually pulls away a little bit from the metal. So there's like this little chamber underneath where you can kind of even see it just a little bit. There's some space between the, the actual steel of the barrel and the carbon fiber. Then they've drilled a ton of holes in it which has a nice aesthetic, but also obviously is going to pull the heat out and let it dissipate even faster. Um, they say that they do, the, the, they say that the way they put the carbon fiber on uh, reduces delamination. And personally, I haven't heard much of proof research delaminating, uh, but it does make sense that, you know, since it's not actually touching in most of the areas, that, that it's gonna pull that heat away even better. They also said, and I'll quote directly here, that the carbon fiber they use is specifically designed to move at the same expansion rate as the 416R stainless steel. Uh, so what you have there is they're both going to expand and contract based on the, the ambient temperature around you, uh, specifically at the same rate, um, which I guess is pretty good as well. Uh, by putting the carbon fiber under tension, I imagine it makes for a more rigid structure altogether, so that harmonic wave is gonna be uh, maybe reduced. Um, and obviously when people do load testing and things like that, they're trying to time the exit of the bullet from the muzzle with the harmonic wave for the specific barrel. That's why we do the ladder testing and reloading and all that different stuff. So by having a more sturdy, rigid barrel, I imagine that the harmonic wave is going to be reduced a little bit. And, you know, we'll still have ladder testing and things like that. But in essence, I think what they're going for is just a much more accurate barrel. Uh, which, I th which they've said, they've quoted um, that they've been holding a one half MOA at 100 yards with an 18 inch rifle gas 223. Yeah, and by, by having this rifle gas on here, it's gonna be a really soft shooting. It's a really long gas system for an 18 inch barrel. So I, I love it and you know, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it performs. I, I, I do like carbon fiber. They are pricey, but these are actually a couple hundred bucks less than Proof Research. Yeah, and actually Proof Research, Proof Research is not the only other company that makes carbon fiber barrels. No. So. Yeah, I, It'll, it's you know, but but uh, in comparison, they are. It seems pricey, but they are actually a lot less than a lot of carbon fiber barrels out there. Yeah. And they they do come in uh, two different colors. Right now, it's in black, and then they have a red one, which the red one looks awesome, and that's the one that I actually wanted. But what can I say? You know, beggars can't be choosy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I do think that it's pretty cool. It looks good. Uh, I like the aesthetic of it, and uh, I'm curious to see how it performs. I'm definitely, yeah, same here. Um, there's actually, there's a video that I saw where uh, there's a guy, and he's holding on to the barrel. There's no handguard or anything like that, and he shoots three 30-round mags, and his hand does not get hot. Wow. Which is, yeah, it's that's really impressive. So maybe I'll have Sean do that, because I just, <laughs> you know, just in case it doesn't work out, I don't really have calluses on my hands, and... I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'll compare it to my proof research barrel and we can actually take temperature readings uh, and just shoot a bunch of rounds through them and kind of see what performs where and how. And uh, I, I am curious. I really do like that there's a space between the steel and the carbon fiber. Uh, it just makes sense to me 
in physics that that would actually kind of decrease this just a little bit. So I'm excited to shoot it. I'm excited to see how it performs. And if you guys are interested in getting a barrel, you can go to bsfbarrels.com. Yeah, and right um, now they just have AR barrels. They're looking to go into bolt action barrels and things like that. But they do say that this one holds half MOA at 100 yards. So pretty awesome. And they have a ton of different calibers out there. 9mm, 10mm, 300 blackout, 223, uh, 6.5 Grendel, 308, 6.5 So, And they, yeah, like they said, they, they're coming out with a bunch of... They're actually... I think that they're, they're going to come out with another barrel that's actually supposed to be a little bit lighter than this one. Which at first I was like, oh, it feels a little heavy. I, I expected it to be lighter. But when we compared it to the Faxon uh, pencil barrel, it actually wasn't It wasn't that much more heavier. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, it's a bull barrel profile. and But obviously they've shaved off a lot of, a lot of steel to put the carbon fiber on. So, yeah, it's, it's, it was very similar in weight to a pencil barrel, which is yeah. kind of nice. Did Sean write down that address? Christmas is coming up. Ava wanted a red one. Uh, no, I certainly did not. <laughs> Sorry, I got connections. Oh, and for the hipsters, uh, they've even got 22 Nosler. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that kind of completes the show. Um, if you guys want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Gun Funny Show, as well as Instagram, Gun Funny Show. Uh, you could also go on the website, gunfunny.com, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or if you want to just see the YouTube video you can find it there on the website but I want to appreciate you guys or I want to appreciate I want to appreciate you guys I want to appreciate you guys but it's just not going to happen right now Gertrude you're just being horrible right now shut the shut the blink up Malcolm (laughs) I I will not shut up I will not be controlled I will not be detained Also, if you guys have any questions for us feel free to uh, write us on the website in the contact form and uh we'll answer them on online um anything else anything else you guys want to say Lacey you got anything I don't just I'm really excited I'm already learning a lot just from being on the show so. right like she even knows like lower parts kits and I lowers do and, and uppers and uppers yeah. and upper parts kits <laughs> and foregrips and yep. foregrips and vertical foregrips yes I do. I'm excited Yep, guys, just watch me. I'm going to turn her into an operator. It's going to be awesome. She's going to operate operationally while she, while she operates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. All right. No, See you I'm guys confused. <laughs> I don't. We're all confused. Oh. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.